age seven, I got really into dance lessons. And then a few years later, uh, I got into Boy Scouts, not Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts. They let the girls in. Uh, we love 21st century. Um, but then uh, at uh, Scouts like retreat thing, it was like we were building a ladder and like climbing it. And then everyone had to like climb the ladder, but we built the ladder ourselves and we were like 11. Mm-hmm. So this was not a very well built ladder. And so I fell off of the ladder and broke my leg. And then at this point I was like, you know, screw the Boy Scouts. <laughs> they broke me. And then I couldn't do dance lessons because I had a broken leg. And like, you have to take like a full year off because you need like all the recovery time and stuff. And my mom was like, well, we got to get you out of the house. You got to do something because yeah. we've had enough of you. So uh, she's like, maybe we'll sign her up for some music lessons. And then my dad, uh, he used to play drums and like percussion in like high school band. And so I think he just wanted a drum set in the house. So yeah. he was like, let's sign her up for drum lessons, which uh, they did. And then it like by like week two, I was like, this is it. This is my thing. And I've just been making music ever since. So how did that shape into you being a music teacher and doing all the recitals and everything? Like, how did that form into you wanting to become this now, I guess? Well, it took years um, of, like, development. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I would say, like, I started definitely knowing, like, I wanted to, like, keep playing music. But, you know, it was just a fun thing. I was, like, literally, like, 12. So, uh, but then you get into, like, high school and I was playing in, like, all the high school bands like we had concert band jazz band wind ensemble i was in the guitar class i played in the pit band for our musical i was doing all of it and i was like i want to keep doing this and then they get to like you're gonna go to career fair and they're gonna tell you about welding and i don't know all of the other things that you can do and i was like all of this is lame i just want to play my little drums uh and then i actually went to the same high school as Wyatt King of Hopscotch Battle Scars. No way. Yeah, they were three years older than me, but I watched them like get into music school and do all that thing. So like that was my like, hey, this is something that like you could do is like just keep playing music. So I kind of uh, talked to Wyatt a little bit and I talked to my band teacher and got like really into figuring that out. I did my music school audition in grade 12 uh, and I'm currently... Uh, in kind of the middle, like year three-ish of uh, my music degree. It's going to take me a long time. It's a four-year degree, but uh, no one does it in four years. At least it's not a lawyer degree. That's like eight years and everything. It's it's good. You're good. Yeah. And then how I got into teaching was uh, I went to Quest one day to buy something. Mm -hmm. uh, And I had taken all of my lessons at Quest for like eight years. Um, and I had gone there just to buy something and they had just opened their new location on Osborne and they were talking about, oh yeah, we got all these, uh, all these new lesson rooms. They're awesome. And I was like, oh, you got new lesson rooms. You need to, you need to fill those with teachers. And they were like, yeah, actually. And I just like, and got a job like pretty quickly. Cause my old drum teacher was still working there and they were like, yo, Brooke just uh, applied. And they were, he was like, you were going to hire her, right? <laughs> So you got it, and you were basically in from the start. You're just going. Yeah, I, I live well off of what nepotism. (laughs) It helped me a lot. Explain the process of nepotism for people, for you. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you think I know how to like really explain big words, Mikey? Listen, listen. They, I, I, I don't know big words Google. either here, bro. They have Google. They can Google the word nepotism. Mm-hmm. Basically, it just means everyone thought I was really cool, so they just let me do things. Okay. Short and sweet. <laughs> we like it. We like it. <laughs> so you're in a band as well, though, Brooke. Right. I, so I, how did you get into that now? Uh, so that one was actually, again, we're going back to my Dakota Collegiate days. Uh, when I was a little ninth grader, uh, we had Ansa and Megan were in 12th grade at Dakota and Katie was in 11th grade. And I knew about all them because they were like cool big kids. They had no idea I existed. I was just a little ninth grader, you know, like don't even look at those. Oh yeah, the ninth graders, you don't talk about that. We don't talk about those, but that was me. Um, but so I kind of knew of them. And then we didn't talk or connect at all until a Printport house party. Um, RIP Printport. Uh, we wouldn't be a band without them. Uh, but we were uh, just hanging out, being uh, the like three awkward people in the corner, just like hanging out with the cats. <laughs> and then like... A few months later was actually when like COVID hit and everyone was stuck at home. And so I was posting um, just like drum videos on my story and Ansa hit me up and was like, hey, I have three girls that want a band and we don't have a drummer. Do you want to do that? And I was like really scared, but I was like, sure, I'll do it. And then we met in Katie's garage and I didn't realize that uh, Ansa is uh, always late to everything. And Megan just a little bit. So I showed up on time. And I'd never really talked to Katie in my life. So we just hung out in her garage. And I was so scared. I was like 18. They were big kids. But once, <laughs> once we got over that, it was really good. And we've been having fun ever since. How, okay. I want to know, like, the first practice and everything. Like, was it, like, intimidating? Like, what was going on that first initial it- day? Yeah, it was really weird because it was like COVID. So mm-hmm. we couldn't really like get together like in houses and stuff. Like this was oh, like boy. early. This was like May-ish. So everyone was still scared uh, to like talk to people and like hang out. So we would hang out in Katie's garage and my drums are in my basement. And I wasn't going to lug all of my drums to her garage. If it got to that point, I yeah. probably would But we were just kind of like waiting it out to to see if we could get together and stuff so we would just kind of like noodle around on guitars and like uh write some lyrics and stuff but mostly we were just like kind of talking about music because like the three of them they have known each other forever yeah and then it was just me so like it was almost like i was being interviewed oh yeah because you're you're the new one in the group and they want to get all this knowledge from you and see oh are you not gonna you know kill them i don't know (laughs) i thought about it but i decided listen those band practices get to you you know exactly exactly has there been any like rough dates for band practices at all for you guys or not not really like it's really funny because everyone's like oh my god girls drama and i don't think we've ever had any drama and i hear all my friends who are in bands with guys being like oh we're gonna kill each other freaking so-and-so is like being such a little bitch and i'm like uh i love my bandmates drama free wait 
there's drama in the Winnipeg scene with other bands? What? No, actually, I'm just kidding. No, no way. That's what they no. all say. That's what they all say. We're good. We're good. We're good. No, but we, we are the perfect group dynamic. Oh, okay. <laughs> are you? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no. I would say the, the only thing that uh, we ever clashed about a little bit, but mm-hmm. not even too much, was like uh, how our genres developed because we started off like a little bit more, like we were never hardcore, but yeah. like we were playing shows with like Prinpour and Hopscotch right. and stuff. And uh, like we have our song that we used to open with all the time. It was Ego Check slash History and Alone, which has like uh, chuggy guitars and like double kick. And if you've listened to any low life song recently, you're like, no way, that doesn't make sense. But that's because Katie and I are like rooted in like the hardcore scene, and that's where we like started and stuff. And then uh, the other two, not so much. And so we like naturally progress a little bit more. But then sometimes Katie and I write on our own every once in a while, and then we like take a step back, and then we bring it to them, and they're like, what are you doing? It's got a weird shift, right? With your guys' music taste and influence, I guess, right? Yeah, because, like, we're... All of our music tastes are, like, changing over years, right? Uh, Individually and then, like, as a group. Like, I'd say we definitely found our sound now. Like, the, like, indie rock, pop punk type of thing. Like, that's definitely the low-life sound. But it's it pushes and pulls, which is really fun, too. I've noticed even a shift in the Winnipeg scene as well in general has shifted to more of this pop punk indie <laughs> stuff a lot more recently. You yeah. You think you know why or no? I don't know. I mean, I definitely like when I was younger, I was only going to hardcore shows and I didn't even like know that the other side of it like existed for mm-hmm. the longest time. Uh, and even now, like I am a bad music friend and i only go to the shows that i like so i find myself <laughs> at hardcore shows more often than the the type of indie stuff but it is exploding and we're seeing a lot of it like there's so many bands for us to like play with like when we think about it like who are we going to play with like we have a whole list of people to ask which is really cool and really nice because we're not worrying about like ah, oh, we got to find someone it's just like hey we've always wanted to play with this person this is like the opportunity to do it which is really nice yeah, there's so many bands in the scene in general. Winnipeg has so much diverse music scene that you could just find a band. If they're even hardcore, they'll probably go indie for you. Like, legit, everyone will join in a bill. Yeah, it's really great. It's really interesting, too. Like, you can go to a show and have absolutely no idea what you're walking into. That's the beauty of Winnipeg for music in general. <laughs> I'm also I love uh there's no drama in low life but I do love drama so I like when the when the bands really don't line up at all and you get to see like the crowd being like yo what is happening this is the band I came to see that's like my favorite thing ever oh my gosh that's hilarious if you could pick any song on the internet that you wish you got to make Brooke what would it be oh any song I wish I made yeah oh um I am in a big movements phase right now. I love movements so much. And uh, their drummer is absolutely insane. And he writes stuff that I'm like, I could not even fathom that as a like songwriter. So I wish that I 
could have the brain power to write skin to skin by movements for sure. So good. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell the other low ladies that we should cover it, please. Everyone, if you're listening, hit them up. Hit up, hit up movements. Yeah, hit up movements. <laughs> Do it. Tell low life. Our daily cover goes crazy. <laughs> yeah, just honestly record it and just release it at this point. Just do that. <sighs> Have you Maybe. thought about releasing like covers on like pop? Uh, yeah. Well, our first cover that we ever did was Daylily because we yeah. weren't really writing stuff and we were wanted to like have a demo or something because we hadn't played any shows. We didn't play shows for like a year because yeah. again we started in COVID. So we had we've recorded Daylily a couple times. Um, there's some other like low life classics at this point. Like we we're always doing uh avril lavigne like that's the type of stuff that like uh like it's weird that we have like people coming out to our show to hear our originals but also they're like "Ah, i know they're gonna do an avril song (laughs) so we have kind of thought about it um there's a project where we're talking about doing with some other musicians in the scene i won't say too much about because it's not my thing but maybe might do an original for that might do a day lily moment we'll see Keep your eyes peeled, everyone. There's some mixing around going on on this scene. People be mixing. It's getting crazy. I see you. I see you. What's it like being um all front all woman band in this space? Tell me about it. Are you guys happy that other women are trying to get into the scene and just developing some more? Yeah, I think think it's really awesome to see like how many girls are out there now because like when we started we there was no like all female bands in like our corner of the scene at all I think like I know a French class who is like very different from us but they're all female um but that was about it that's all we had seen Um, and then we joined and then quickly after we got like the Haley's and Stellar uh join in and it was like oh this is really cool and then I'm seeing like a lot of female drummers coming out right now which is really awesome because I was I didn't know of any before I like started playing like I was going to shows a long time before I started like playing them and I had it was like all boys it's a boys club <laughs> I like it it's all boys we don't care about the, like the only okay legit I've been going to shows for so many years and the only one that I always got so much influence that was a woman drummer was Jen Ledger from Skillet mm-hmm insane drummer who can well i i see that with you guys too like you could sing and then do the drumming too like it's crazy yeah i definitely like love um just looking at any like women drummers whether it's like in our scene or wider um because it's like i grew up uh when i started playing at 11 i'm pretty sure like pretty quickly someone who was like ah you play the drums and you're a girl you're like meg white from the white stripes and i'm like no 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 because i'm 11 and i've surpassed meg white i'm a huge meg white hater i will say it what glad to talk about my meg white hate any day but there's just so many amazing like female drummers out there and i really i love that i teach a bunch of little girls now and they can like look up to me as a woman doing it and also like I'm always talking about different female drummers who have inspired me and I'm like I'm going to tell these kids about them when they're young rather than them having to 
find them on their own at like after they've been playing for like five six years nice. yeah yeah uh geez, yeah. i need to know about this hate hatred how did this hatred start you know well literally just when you're a little girl playing the drums everyone goes you're just like meg white but if you've ever listened to the white stripes the guitar amazing the vocal amazing this the lyrics amazing the drums Oh. Bad. She's <laughs> calling them out. She's just she's she does what she does, but it's very like straightforward, and it like Jack taught her to play the drums just to play in the White Stripes, and she did what she needed to do. Never went any further with it, and like that's fine for her. But I don't want to be. You're just calling her basic at this point now, bro. She's basic. Oh I'll say God. it. I'm a Meg White hater till I die. What if Meg White sees this podcast somehow and she's just like, yo, we're causing beef with this I will say um, that the, like, beginner drum set song is Seven Nation Army, and I teach it, like, six times a week. So I do have to thank her for, like, half of my paycheck. (laughs) True. (laughs) See, when I was learning guitar in school, my... Go to song was I think speed uh, spirit. I'm 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 losing words today. Uh, Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit. That was my go to song. I guess the first guitar lesson song, and I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that. I support that, and I love Nirvana. So, <laughs> but you just you're just like no. I'm just a hater till I die, and that's okay. We all got we all got something to hate. <laughs> I got some things to hate, but then there's other things like this. I'm like, I don't, I don't get how, I don't get how. But at the same time, okay, you, you'll be pissed off at me, but I, I, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, okay? Oh, I, I don't care for it. Let's go. Okay, we're good then. Hey, now everyone's gonna hate me just because I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Uh, yeah, me too. No, I can't. I can't get behind pop music. I just can't do it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I've, I mean, I think I definitely went through my like 14 year old, I'm edgy, I listen to real music phase. And I definitely came out of that. I can understand why other people appreciate pop music. But um, like, I find as a musician, I'm always trying to like find music that challenges me to listen to it. Yeah. Like, that's why I really like things like movements or I really listen to the contortionist a lot because their drums just like don't make sense to me. And I'm like, I have to like listen to it a few times to be able to figure it out. Same with like the other instrumentals. But for me, drums is the big one. Whereas I find in pop music, it's all like very straightforward, the same repetitive things. Like usually the drums are either really basic or they're made by a drum machine and just like aren't humanly possible so i like things that like that are more of a challenge to like play and understand yeah when i saw contortionist live like years ago they were insane like that drummer was going nuts yeah i'm so jealous that you got to see them one day one day i'm gonna see them yeah i i hope to see them again this was just before they were like getting bigger ish it was like years ago this was at the garrick i think when they played so yeah yeah I, and when they were here i uh didn't know they existed i found out too late 
Well, I didn't know about them at that time either. And then I listened. So it was with the Between the Buried and Me tour, of that tour. And then I heard about the Contortionists. And then after I heard them, like, yo, this band is sick. And then I got into them like crazy after that. So, yeah, that's the beautiness of concerts. Exactly. Live music in general. It's just great. It's just who, great. who doesn't love live music? I don't like live uh, Taylor Swift live music. <laughs> no, have you heard about the craziness that the Swifties are doing now, Brooke? Uh, not specifically, but like maybe I've heard about it. They want to basically take a cut from Taylor Swift now. For why? <laughs> I don't know. They said, "Oh yeah, we we're promoting Taylor for all her music in Denver's. We're be it's basically at this point now. If this happens, every band is going to be screwed for money now because everyone's going to be like, "Yo, let's have all our fandoms take money from the arts now." Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. I saw them on Twitter yesterday. I'm like, oh, oh no, this is not good. <laughs> um, music scene here recently in Winnipeg. Do you think it's going in a good direction? You think? I think it is. I think we're seeing a lot of new bands emerging lately. Um, like I find like most bills that I see, like I know usually like two out of the three bands, and there's a third that I've never heard of, and then all of a sudden they're played a bunch of shows and I'm like that's so cool I really like just seeing a bunch of new people making making noise together yeah same I'm a person all for the music scene it's growing exponentially I feel like it's going at a rapid pace that people are just well in general I've been telling people you you could see literally a show every single weekend if you wanted to like there's one Friday Saturday or Sunday like legit all weekend there's something at a venue yeah, for sure. And there's quite a few venues too. Like, yeah. so, like often, like you're like choosing between shows. Like, I was so sad I couldn't go see Higher Lows on Saturday because I was playing. I was like, "You're kidding me! Yeah, you I barely w- ever play, and when they do, I'm also playing. This is tragic." <laughs> yeah, I was working, and then after a bunch of friends wanted to go about that one evening, I'm like, "Dang it, the one night!" And I'm like, "Jeez," but yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's always something to go to. It's really great. I, I find pretty often I'm at two shows a weekend. Oh, and I've done I've done the the show hopping. I've gone from one, one to the other in the same night. Yeah. Yeah, I did do was it like recently? I think yeah, it was like in wintertime. This is my first time I did two shows in one night and it was literally one band asked me to photograph one and then another one the promoter asked me, hey, do you want to take photos for this? I'm like, okay, let's zip it from Park Theater to go to the Handsome Daughter. I'm like, okay, let's go zip in. It was the bad night with that winter storm, too. So Ooh, it was like nuts. Yeah. It was nuts. So it was good that I had my Jeep, but either way, if I didn't, I would have been screwed. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy how much music that we get in the city. And just even in general, we're getting more, I feel like, touring artists, which is good. And I hope yeah. we get more. Yeah, I've... um. Talk to my coworkers who, um, like, some of them are in, like, larger, like, cover bands, like, tour the states. And they're always telling me, they're like, because I haven't seen much music outside of Winnipeg, right? Yeah. Because I'm here. I don't got the money to travel around to see stuff. Um, but they're always telling me, like, Winnipeg, like, you guys in this little, like, scene of, like, kids in their 20s and stuff, like, you're making good music. Like, other places, like, 
don't have this like we do as much. So that's really cool to hear, especially since I haven't seen it firsthand, but to have other people be like, no, you're doing the thing and you're doing it well. I, I think I've heard this before. Like I've been like for myself, I've dabbled in so many markets and not markets, but in general, different cities been traveling a lot too. But then after just going and just seeing like in general, I like to when I'm out and about or going to another city state or whatever and then i look up hey, is there a show this weekend or anything locally or something and most of the time i look there's probably nothing usually which is weird like i went to i think when i went to boston in january i'm like i'm going for a weekend let me see if there is something going on and there was nothing and i was shocked cool. about that i'm like how's that possible it's boston and that doesn't make sense so i'm like how is winnipeg doing better than boston is when boston's a huge city in general too yeah this is me just thinking off the top of my head but like you know we're in winnipeg in the middle of canada in the middle of the prairies and like we all know the jokes of like no one comes here right so it's like oh big tour they're not coming here if you want to see them you got to like travel to like toronto which yeah. is not close or like the closest you can usually get is minneapolis which is in a whole different country so, like, I wonder if, like, we're just, like, we got to make our own music because they're not bringing it to us. I mean, we're getting more. The Park Theater is doing, like, great stuff. But we've we've been filling the gap for so long. Yeah, we've been filling the gap for so long. I feel like we're now starting to get that momentum of, like, hey, it's finally picking up now. I feel mm -hmm. like it's starting to get somewhere. And in general, the Winnipeg scene is getting somewhere. I feel like the next couple years, it's going to go like crazy i feel like it's gonna pop off like like a bottle rocket but it's waiting to burst yeah but who are three artists that you want to see here in the next five years any artist any artist well i want to see my boys in movements they need to come i've been waiting um some Larger touring bands would be cool. Um, I'm traveling this summer to see Paramore in Minneapolis, but I think they need to come here. Did you see? Okay, this was funny. I did you see my Twitter post on Twitter? I that blew up. I posted. I am, I am not on Twitter.com. Uh, I'll post but please fake tell me. Fan, fake fan. I can't believe you. Can't believe you, Brooke. I posted a thing on Twitter about hey. They ended the tour in Minneapolis at the Canadian Day. I added, like, a whole entire fake uh, graphic of adding, like, Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, and all that jazz of, like, the rest of Western Canada. And it was blowing up on Twitter, and people were like, yo, is this legit? <laughs> they when can I do go, it. When I go to Minneapolis, I'll hit them up, and I'll be like, hey, yeah. Mikey's got you. We already planned the tour for you. You don't have to do any work. <laughs> we planned it out. It was amazing. I feel like uh, Nick... What is it? Nick, not Nick. Um, Nick from Kokomono. Mm -hmm. He's like, yo, was this legit? <laughs> hilarious, but yeah. Who's the other? Uh, to see. My, uh, my last one. I'm probably going to go contortionist. I need him to come back. I went, I bought tickets to see them in Toronto and then they canceled their Canadian dates. And I was devastated. It's going to be the trip of a lifetime. That is very rough. Is yeah, so they have to make it up for me by coming here so I don't have to travel again. Yeah, 
yeah they really do I, 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 yeah yeah I, I would say for myself it would be as everything unfolds they're like a new post hardcore female fronted woman um band post hardcore band um and then Billie Eilish need to see her at one point and then Stain who stand I'm always I always mix up the name with that band <laughs> whatever it, it, it is what it is but yeah what is um five things you didn't know when you first did your first show book Ooh, and, but five. now and now you know it's basically these of those five five things um i guess like the first thing that's scary as a drummer is like sharing gear um because really? we oh. backline and like you gotta like to you gotta get that all figured out and it's like at the beginning it was like stressful i was like are they gonna bring the things that i need and what do i need to bring i know i need to bring my snare drum and my cymbals should i bring my own pedal i don't know i'm scared um but that's something you get more used to figuring out it's easy it's scary okay i, I would have been like scared if you they broke it right yeah i i'm i used to be so scared bringing my drums to shows um because like my drums not to toot my own horn but they're very nice i spent a lot of money on them and so i was like they're gonna leave my basement and someone's gonna touch them i don't like that but now it's like ah just throw them in there they'll be <laughs> they're made to be played i've seen those drum sets they're insane amount of money yeah they're crazy yeah, yeah. other but other things other things that, uh this is a hard question i, I love doing that's a new one that i love to bring out to musicians and everyone that they're like dang it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, i guess like i also started um playing uh shows when i was 19 and my entire year of being 18 was covid so you couldn't leave your house um, so even like the fact of like, go to the bar, you gotta like loaded and you got to like talk to the people that work there and get it all like sorted out was like a lot for me of like, I hadn't even really like seen my friends do it or anything. Cause I only went to like all ages shows that were like usually bigger shows where you're there. That's all done. Like behind the scenes before you get there and stuff. And then. Now it's like all this DIY stuff I didn't even see too much because I was a little baby. <laughs> first bar is scary. Nah. Nah. <laughs> no. No. Well, my first bar was at the time. Well, you wouldn't know this. It was the pint when that was a thing. And it wasn't that scary. Okay, I guess you're better than me. <laughs> okay, listen, listen. It's fine, it's fine. I don't know. I'm terrible, I'm terrible. Okay, you had, I think, three things or two things that you said? I think that was two, but two. five is a lot, Mikey. Okay, fine. One more. I'll, I'll cut it. Only one more for you. Um, hmm. I think, I think. I guess um, I learned kind of a lot about like the show promotion aspect of it. Uh, like before, like our first shows were put on by other people. We just joined the bill. 
Um, and it was kind of a like, let everyone else do it and just kind of like observe type of thing. Um, but I've actually gotten really into like doing the promotion side of it. Like uh, our last few shows like that uh, we've uh, spearheaded, like I've done most of the like booking work, uh, like messaging and like getting all the stuff sorted with the venues. I make, I make our show posters. I have so much fun on Canva doing that. Um, and that's something I actually really love and want to do like, as kind of a more of a career thing, not so much with like um, local bands, but with like um, probably on like the orchestral side of things, actually um, doing this type of show promotion stuff. But for like the WSO is like my dream type of thing. Um, and that's what I do right now uh, with children. I put on recitals for little kids and it's like the same type of stuff, but uh, I find it really fun. And yeah, I definitely like over the first like, I guess four shows we did, I was just kind of observing how they did it. And then I was like, you know what? I've seen it a few times. I'm just going to try it out. Uh, and it's something I really liked. Yeah. I, I feel like for myself too, and like the long game, I want to do like a show promoter kind of thing too. Like just, I feel like I've seen this with one photographer who did this in this city. She is promoting like a DJ kind of thing or some kind of show that she's doing on her birthday. I'm like, what if I did that as well, but actually, mm-hmm. like, bring out a band? Like, a band that everyone's like, yo, you want to see this band here in Winnipeg one day? And I'm like, why not do that? You know? Like, a one-time kind of thing. Like, yeah. once a year kind of thing. Like, go crazy that night. I'm like, yeah. why not? I'm I'm thinking of, like, getting into that venture of promoting one day. But we'll see. Yeah, it's really fun. It's very fun. It's nice to, like, know... Uh, like I want to get this done. Like you don't have to like wait around for people to to do it for you. Just, just like I'm gonna spearhead it. And I'm gonna make this happen because it's something that's like exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But you just have to dabble into it more and just learn from other promoters or other people in the city and be like, hey. Yeah, you just kind of watch other people do it and you try it out and you learn from trial and error. And I've been lucky enough to get to try it in like a bunch of different fields. Like I'm doing it with low life. I'm doing it with the kids at work. I've done a bit of it through like university stuff. I've helped with like putting on our shows and stuff. So yeah, you're, you're just doing the thing, bro. <laughs> I'm just trying. You're trying, you're hoping, you're doing it, you know. Do you yeah. think other artists should be independents or should they go to labels? Um, I mean, there's like, pros and cons with both yeah um i mean independent like allows you to do whatever you want to do which mm-hmm. is really nice um as a tiny band that just does whatever we want to do we're having lots of fun <laughs> but i mean of course there's like all the like it's a lot of work uh make like doing all the like figuring out the where you're gonna record and how you're gonna do it and like figuring out all your merch stuff and putting on the shows like i like putting on the shows but it is a lot of work so oh, yeah. i mean if i got approached by a label i would, I would probably be like hell yeah let's do it okay. <laughs> i was curious on that i'm like oh would you guys go to a label do you think like right now if you guys got approached by a label right now would you do it i think we would i think we love attention and getting a label would get us attention yeah you just just want attention that's it literally just like pay attention to us look at us because like we're so fun and we're so cute 
<laughs> that label's gonna have fun with you guys when that oh, happens. Oh, like the label's gonna hate me personally because I'm gonna get us into some trouble for sure. What do you mean the trouble? I just I do what I want and I talk sometimes and like sometimes I say things and I'm like oh, should I have said that? I don't know. <laughs> I can do whatever I want right now because yeah. like no one's paying any attention to it. But like if me my me saying things was dependent on someone else's paycheck, I feel like they we'd have some problems. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, in the future interviews, you're just gonna like lay loose and just tell everything yeah. for interviews. Like, I think that I'm not, I'm not doing anything bad. I'm just like, I think I'm really funny, and so I like to say things. <laughs> and one day it's gonna get me in trouble. What? Okay, you gotta tell me a funny thing now, because you you say that you're funny. Now we gotta see how you're funny. I have to say something funny. Yeah. I mean, first of all, just like come out to any low life show. Um, I am the front woman of low life. They throw me in the back. They're like, get her out of here. We don't want you to see her. Just like hide her. Um, but I'm like, I'm gonna get a mic from that sound guy anyways. And I'm gonna talk all night and you gotta listen to me. <laughs> you come to the low life show. It is half uh half music, half me just like fielding uh material for my stand up set. In the future, let's go. Broad comedy special oh. coming soon. Netflix comedy special. Ooh, let's go. Netflix picking it up. Let's go. Let's go. So, if what's one fact thing that people should know about drummers that they might not know about? Do you think? Ooh, mm-hmm. tough one. Set five. We got only one. Only one. That's good. That's good. Um, Something to know about drummers. That's a... I feel like a big thing to, like, know about drummers is, like, that um, drummers are, like, not, like, we're not a machine and we play with, like, someone to, like, feel and we, like, pull it around and stuff. And, like, our non-perfections are, like, what makes drumming so awesome. What do you mean? I mean, like, so you ever heard a drum machine and how it's, like, perfect and, like, perfectly in time and, like, great? I've never heard a drum machine until today. The only thing, okay, no, the only thing I've heard of, like, drum stuff is, like, you know, electronic drums or that kind of stuff on, like, FL Studio, those those kind of drums. So, like, when you put on a drum machine, it's, like, it's going to be perfectly strictly in time and it's going to do exactly what you want and all of the notes are going to be like completely even and every single snare drum is going to be the exact same volume as the snare drum before it and snare drum after it same with everything else because it's just a robot playing the drums um and drummers like as human beings we just can't physically do that we're gonna like push and pull the time a little bit i mean obviously our main goal is to be as perfectly in time as possible and to have all of our notes be like as even as they can but they're not and that's what like makes it fun is like you get like a real human feel out of every like everything a drummer plays which i really enjoy is like each drummer is so different like you could ask i mean i think it's the same with every instrument but you could ask five people to play the exact same thing and they're all going to play it like 
a little different. And I think that's what really like helps make a band sound is like the push and pull that their drummer gives in everything that they play. What if there was a drummer that was faster than the drum machine? No. <laughs> what do you mean? No. That's too crazy. The drum machine goes crazy. What if though? But what then? Then I want to meet him. <laughs> there has to be a thing, I would think, Brooke, right? The drum machine can go as fast as you tell it to go. Well, then go as fast as possible and then go faster than that. I've been trying to get faster for 10 years now and I. It's so hard. You can do it. No, so fast. Incrementally get a little bit faster every year and it's so little, but the drum machine, if you tell it to go 5,000 BPM, it just will. Oh no, not 5,000. It'll happen. One day there's going to be a song at 5,000 BPM and none of us are going to be able to recreate it and that's the day that music dies. No, that's the day when AI took over. Yeah, for real. When the AI takes over, all music will be at 5,000 BPM. All right, low life. Is there any new music coming out from you guys soon? There is. We're uh, we're working on dropping a a larger release. We've done some singles. We're talking about uh, we were talking about an EP, but we were gonna do a five song EP, and then we're like, what if we just drop a six song, making an album? That's not an album. Six gets you album status. No, that's EP. What do you mean? Okay, it, there's a certain time limit of like how long an EP is and everything, and album wise, if it's under 25 minutes, then it's an EP with six songs. It should be over. It's gonna be over. Okay. Our songs are long. If it's, yeah, if it's 30 minutes or longer, then yeah, it's gonna be an album. But if it's 25 minutes or less, then yeah, it's an EP. Well, I'm learning things. Yeah. Well, you know, listen to Mikey. Yeah, listen to Mikey. I think, yeah. I think we're going. We're going for our. Our debut uh, long release. Hopefully, it'll be an album. Maybe it'll be an EP. <laughs> Listen, I, I even thought the other day that an EP was still seven songs. And then people were like, no, it has to be a certain. It's so weird because I've seen people have like EPs that are like nine songs that are like short. And I'm like, how does this work on Spotify? Like, I don't get it. So yeah. it's, it's weird. But yeah, so tidbit of the day for you, Brooke. Thank you. But yeah, we've been working on some new stuff. We have no shows lined up right now, and we're planning to keep it that way for a little bit. Uh, we want to like take some time to like kind of dissect our songs a little bit and make them, I think, better than they already are. Not that they're not, that they're not already great. I love them so much. Uh, but uh, yeah, we want to really work on them and then get in the in the studio and record them. We have we have our whole plan of how we're gonna we're gonna roll it out. We got the title. We got the promo idea. It's going to be iconic. It's going to be hilarious. I spearheaded it, so you know it's going to be great. Any leaks that you could do or no? Um, I can show you one thing that oh. I have in my hand. Okay. So this is uh, some promo material I was playing around with. It's a little fortune teller. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of names on it. Oh, cool. Numbers inside. I can't show you what's on the inside. Ah, that's the best part, though. Yeah. I can just tell you that, like, this is the vibe. Homemade fortune tellers, little art from your childhood. That's what the the low life 
vibe is going to be. Honestly, hear me out. Cover art would be a fortune teller of one of those like little toy stuff that you had when you were little. The cover art is is already figured out and it's going to be great. Okay. I'll tell you one thing. Um, we're using crayons. that's all you get to know about our cover art okay i always love cover arts and just seeing where the direction went with the band and the artists and everything how they went with i'm excited i'm excited that's gonna be sick cool what's an upcoming show that you're looking forward to right now bro oh um any show any show i mean i'm really stoked to see paramore i'm so excited because they have been they are like my all-time favorite band um i think like they are one that i go back to all the time because i really go through phases with music yeah i listen to one genre of music for like the longest time and then when i finish it i feel like i always go back to like that paramore type of sound and like they have such a different sound too that like no matter what type of sound you're looking for they kind of have it if because all their different eras are so so different so uh i'm really excited for that i think that's gonna be a big one because they inspired me a lot I, I'm excited about Nickelback in a few weeks. Yes. They've inspired me and also I hope to photograph Nickelback. You're going to photograph, photograph? Photograph, photograph. We know if you get the full entire circle of photograph, taking a photograph oh. of photograph. Oh my God. That's too much. Too much of photograph. We'll too see. much photograph, photograph inception. Photograph inception of inception. We'll take a picture of a photograph while Nickelback's playing photograph, which they have photograph in the background. That's, I <laughs> can't end it too much. Nah, it can never be too much. <laughs> that's good, that's good. We'll see, we'll see. What's some small artists that you've been getting into lately, Brooke, that you wish were big mainstream level artists right now? Not including Ooh. Lil Life. Not including Lil Life? No, you can't <laughs> say Lil Life. I'm gonna say him, I'm also gonna say him uh dear friends of mine i do really love kokomono so much i think they are currently my favorite local band i whenever they got a show lined up i'm always excited about it and it's always good and their song titles are so hilarious right yeah i uh i'm excited to see everything that they do yeah cool yeah that they're one of my top Local artists, I feel I can say. I, I'm kind of sad that they didn't get that Billy Talent lineup thing on the Burt Block party, but it is what it is. But it is. Yeah, it is what it is. But what do you want the people to know about you, Brooke? About me? Yeah, about you. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a tough one. I feel like we've been talking about this the whole time. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, uh... I just like talking about uh, my music and the things that I'm doing, and uh, I like to uh, I like people to know that I'm uh, working hard to inspire the next generation of musicians. I really love working with my little kids at work and seeing them progress because I know that some of them we're gonna see them emerge in like ten years. They're gonna be playing the Goodwill, and it's gonna be great. And I can't wait to watch. Maybe, maybe. Plans for the rest of the year, Brooke. What do you got? Ooh, um, I'm taking a slow summer. Uh, I'm not doing much because uh, I don't teach much in the summer because most kids are break. Um, 
And then in the fall, I am going back to school. Uh, I took kind of a bit of a semester off. I took like one class, um, but I'm going back uh, not full time, but almost because they announced a new program where you can get a certificate in uh, contemporary songwriting. Um, cool. Because I was in like a spot of like really being like drained and frustrated with school because it's all like you have to write a paper on opera and I'm like I don't give a shit about opera I just want to play in my band and they were like well you can't really do that but now they're like hey you can kind of do that they're like you still have to write the paper on opera but you can also submit a hardcore song as a project I'm like that's crazy because that's like a brand new thing that they've never let us done before so Breaking the fourth wall? Here. I am breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. All right. Shout yourself out, Brooke. What do you want the people to know? Well, people know. I want people to um, follow my spam. It's so funny. Creek Pond Drink Water on Instagram.com. That's the only thing I'm shouting out. I'm not shouting out my main. Uh, if you want to find low life, you can find low life on your own time. Follow Creek Pond Drink Water. If I knew about this, I would have put this in the graphic, but I didn't. I put your actual Brooke Instagram on the graphic. No, but no, no, that's good. That's good. But I want the people who made it all the way to the end to follow my spam because that is where I, the peak of my life is. What do you post on your spam? Oh, um, a lot of cursed content. I post quotes that my students say oh. um, in their lessons, and they're hilarious. It, I'll read does that break like student confidentiality? Yeah. No. Well, they never made me sign a contract on that, so I think I'm good. But I never say their names or anything. Oh, then yeah, you're good then. Uh, here's an iconic one. Okay, my one student came in one time, and I was telling her um, that she needs to stop doing um, stick tricks because they're gonna just be too crazy, and they're gonna um, everyone's gonna not be able to handle it because their stick tricks are so wild. And she goes, "Look." You can cage the lion, but you can't cage the roar. And then just went right back to playing um, probably Seven Nation Army. <laughs> that kid's going places, I can already tell. She is. She is. She, her goal is to be recruited by ACDC. And I think she's going to do it. Who's going to tell her? Ah, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And yeah, just, uh, there's a lot of cursed content on there that um, I really can't explain it, you know. 